Today, I am joined by Rhea Villa, senior psychologist of Mind You, who powers this podcast, and she's also the chief psychologist at the Pasig City General Hospital. Hi, Rhea. How are you? Eliza, how's everything? I'm all good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing so well, and I'm actually really excited to be talking to you today. I told the producers that I've always wanted to talk to a psychologist, but I'll save the more personal conversations for when we're off camera. <laughs> no worries. So, um. You're the psychologist here, but I'm going to be asking you all of the questions. This today. is interesting. <laughs> It is, I'm sure. So first, I know that you're doing so many things right now. You you have so many different organizations that you're working with. Can you tell us what a day in your life looks like? Okay, on certain days of the week, um, in the mornings, uh, I'll be in the hospital. So mm -hmm. it's a community hospital. It's the only uh, government, local government hospital in Pasig. Mm -hmm. So you would see my. Uh, Patients would be um, more on the uh, poor urban community. So it's really good to interact with them and mm -hmm. they still get the best psychological assessment there is. Mm -hmm. But I'm the only one catering to all these assessments in the whole city. Oh, that's um, beautiful. And then after lunch, I had to mind you and uh, I assumed the role of a senior psychologist. Mm -hmm. So what we do here is uh, we also interact with clients, but these are all employers and you know uh, key people in different organizations mm -hmm. so we take care of their mental health state uh, with their employees that's great mm -hmm. actually i know a lot about what mind you does for all of these um, different organizations and businesses and um, i heard that later on you guys will be opening this up to um, individuals right yes are you excited about that very much because the reach uh, would be greater uh, mm -hmm. we plan to you know uh, reach one one million filipinos by 2025 and mm -hmm. so far we're we're hitting the targets so That's hopefully great. we'll be you know uh, i think there's a gap where invisibility is an issue mm -hmm. so we need to bridge the gap between the psychologist and mm -hmm. the client and uh, you know reaching out to the b2c platform is is the best solution for it I like how you said that there's a lack of visibility for psychologists because like even when I was doing my own research back in the day for a psychologist, it's really hard to find one. And a lot of them, it, I mean, it's really expensive just to get like a consultation, let alone multiple sessions of therapy. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a question. Why did you become a psychologist? Um, that's a good question. I I have this nature of being altruistic or mm -hmm. giving back. I'm very nationalistic. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good way to make a difference for Filipinos. Mm -hmm. um, initially, I wanted to be a sports psychologist given my background. Mm -hmm. And as I go through the subjects, which is more on the clinical side, mm -hmm. uh, as you know, as a psych major yourself, <laughs> yes. um, I fell in love with um, trying to 
fix and be part of the solution mm-hmm. when it comes to mental uh, health disorders. Mm-hmm. And here in the country, um, we're in, in a time and place where it's still starting to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that motiv- motivated me to become a clinical psychologist. After passing the boards. And that's what's motivating me too to study psychology. (laughs) So, okay, we're going to play like it's it's not really a game, but it's a segment we do on this podcast and our viewers already know about this. So we have everybody take the 16 personalities test and we found out that you are an ENFJ. Mm -hmm. Um, Last night I was doing some research on ENFJs because Enrique's sister took Mm -hmm. the test and I was like, oh, wow, you're an ENFJ. You're a protagonist. (laughs) And then um, I didn't really know like thoroughly what it meant but um i kind of somehow have an a better understanding mm-hmm. so as an enfj you are extroverted intuitive feeling and judging would you say that's correct that's correct that is correct okay now i'm gonna ask you um a f- i'm, I'm gonna let uh, tell you a few of your strengths as an enfj and i just want you to s- say if you strongly agree or disagree and maybe explain why Okay, so would you say that your strength is that you're receptive? I would say yes, since it's needed for the profession. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you say that you're reliable? To a certain degree, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, would you say that you are passionate? This is this really resonates uh, with me, uh, with with whatever I do. Um, I feel that I don't really work, mm-hmm. but it, but because it's my passion, mm-hmm. it's it's really blending with what I do and mm-hmm. what I want to achieve. So that's yes. fun. I, I've always dreamed of doing a job that doesn't feel like a job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you said this earlier. You're mm-hmm. altruistic. Correct. Yes. Um, mm-hmm, definitely. Would you say that you're charismatic? I would like to believe so. <laughs> um, in in the profession as a psychologist, it's important to build interpersonal relationships down to a therapeutic relationship. Mm-hmm. And being charismatic would build that uh, rapport that you needed mm-hmm. um, and able to establish that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is true? Are you unrealistic? Uh, to a certain extent, because I am... You have big dreams. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Would you say you're overly idealistic? Uh, yes, in terms of being a psychologist. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to. Um, I am. I'm fair. I'm a fairly young psychologist. Mm-hmm. I passed the boards recently. However, when I try to push myself to the limit and make a difference, because I wanted to be one of the great ones in the mm-hmm. country to be able to serve. Mm-hmm. So I am ideali- idealistic in a sense wherein. How could I be seen mm-hmm. with only 1,400 of us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's only 1,400 psychologists. A little over 1,400. So that gives us a ratio. We're 110 million Filipinos. I so know. I, I'm, I'm weak at math, but mm-hmm. if you, it's like a ratio of one to around 80,000 Filipinos That's crazy. or more. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, we need more psychologists. Correct. <laughs> We're waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you say that you're condescending? Uh, no. Okay. This is not accurate. Okay. Would you say that you're intense? Yes. If I'm not mindful, I would really go on doing something for hours mm-hmm. um, because passion is, is one of the top traits that mm-hmm. I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Would you say that you're overly empathetic? Yes. Um, I really feel what, let's say, 
people who are homeless. Sometimes, you know, I get a tear mm-hmm. um, every now and then when I, I see them. Um, I do a lot of um, advocacies because mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, it's hard to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I tend to be inclined on that. So mm-hmm. right now, um, I am part of the Women and Children Protection Unit of Pasig City General Hospital. So it's uh, really handling cases around 10 cases a week, 8 to 10 cases a week of uh, physical and sexual abuse uh, oh by God. women and children. And we're talking about, I don't know if it's centered around, we're talking about incest. Mm-hmm. We're talking about um, trauma. Mm-hmm. We're talking about homeless people being, um, you know, ad- sexually uh, advantaged uh, individuals because they don't have the capacity to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really down to that level. So oh I gosh. feel that um, if I can't give them an accurate psychological assessment, mm-hmm. a certain case will not push through. Mm-hmm. And with the pandemic, Liza, the cases for uh, violence against women and children are are increasing mm-hmm. because the perpetrator and the victim are in the same household. Yeah, I mm-hmm. know, I know. I did um, a webinar last year for, they call it OSAIC, uh, Online Sexual Abuse mm-hmm. for Children. And I heard about a lot of these cases where in some instances, it's their brothers, it's Correct. their uncles, it's their dads even, and it's crazy. And um, I just want to know, how do you deal with hearing all of this, like, of course, you talk to so many people and mm-hmm. you're their psychologist. How do you de-stress or like, I'm sure you absorb whatever energy they're giving to you when, when you guys talk and have your sessions? It's a yeah, interesting question. And, and it's, a, it's really going all out at mm-hmm. that moment. You need to live in the here and now. Mm-hmm. And once you're done with the session, you need to detach mm-hmm. and compartmentalize mm-hmm. for your own mental health. So I have to be disciplined in terms of my my routine. Mm-hmm. So once I'm done with the hospital, that's really done. Mm-hmm. Then I move on to mind you. And then I'm serious with that um, issues. And at the end of the day, you need time for self-care. Mm-hmm. You need time to have a group an emotional support group. So mm-hmm. I have a couple with fellow psychologists. So we take turns debriefing each mm-hmm. other. Uh, so basically, it's a it's a purposive effort to debrief and mm-hmm. compartmentalize so that you could refill mm-hmm. and then you're ready to give back again. Yeah, I feel like that's if I were to become a psychologist, that's something I would struggle with because I'm also overly empathetic. Mm-hmm. And when I'm like so sad, like if I feel so drained from a conversation that I had with someone, mm-hmm. it's like I feel all their pain. I feel all their sadness and everything. And I don't know how to detach myself from that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I carry their their pain and heaviness after. How do you how do you then uh, debrief or cope? I don't know. I, I think about it constantly until I forget about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that could last me like weeks. Mm-hmm. Before recovering. <laughs> Before recovering. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like um, I remember when I was watching this documentary on, on children um, that experienced sexual abuse in the household. I was I was kind of obsessing over it for like a good three weeks. Mm-hmm. And like every night I would cry. And mm-hmm. I would feel heavy. And then throughout the whole day, I would like snap at my dad or like at my mm-hmm. brother if they if they would ask me things and I wasn't in the mood to like answer it. Like, I just, I don't know. I couldn't cope with it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you'll be able to bounce back. But it's good that you are empathetic mm-hmm. because that's needed to be a psychologist yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so it also says here that ENFJs typically want to serve a greater purpose. What is the greater purpose you are serving right now? You know, I really fell in love with Mind Use Mission. Um, there's no better time and place to be a psychologist right now in the country. Uh, it's really reaching, you know, uh, a lot of Filipinos. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live a life wherein you didn't give your best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our country deserves a lot more. Yes, um, I believe that In too. a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, I hope. Uh, we vote wisely next year. Sorry about that, but I had to say it. Yeah, um, uh, I agree. Okay. <laughs> In my opinion, what I could do is okay. If I if I am a psychologist right now, then that's the entry point to make that difference for Filipinos. Really, service. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past. Um, my only goal is how how can I be the best Filipino? Mm-hmm. So I was an athlete, so I represented the country as a in the Philippine team for mm-hmm. football, and then that's done. It's so nice to represent the country, but now it's really service for Filipinos and mm-hmm. the accessibility. I yeah. need we need to be visible so that they could reach to us. Yes. So. So there. That's a great mission, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for everything that's to come in the next few years with the mental health, you know, status here in the Philippines. Okay, it also says here that ENFJs are known to have strong ideas and values. What are the ones that you try to practice? Integrity is one. Um, I'm very serious with my practice with mm-hmm. the with the ethics that we are mm-hmm. needed. We need to oblige as a mm-hmm. psychologist. So even if there's no one looking or observing, I really make sure that all that we have learned in the practice is being implemented. Um, another thing is honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you see is what you get with me. I'm very transparent. Uh, so those are the strong values. And uh, I, I don't know if I think I have a big influence because I, I. I was a graduate of UP Diliman, um, so th- th- there are strong ideals of being mm-hmm. nationalistic. Yeah. So I didn't leave the country um, for other work opportunities mm-hmm. when I could. Yeah. Um, other countries probably pay more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. So a lot of my friends are there. I don't mind them mm-hmm. going out, but for me personally, I think I need to stay here in the country to to you Help know serve the Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a protagonist personality type, your results say a psychologist is your ideal career path. Did you feel that before you found this out? Um, I'm I'm a professor first, so I think that also matches the ENFJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think now that I am a psychologist, I know that that's when I I know the answer on why I was born. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sometimes you would you would wonder, okay, what's my purpose in life? Yeah, right. And then you keep on wondering, I'm 20 already, I'm 30, I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I when I passed the board exams, then I knew, okay, this is your purpose. You were born to be a psychologist. You were born to help people. Correct. That's great. I always felt the same way too. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like and when I was younger, I wanted to work for the military. Really? <laughs> Weird, right? Interesting. I wanted to work for the military and then I wanted to be a Coast Guard. And then when mm. I... When I came here to the Philippines and became an actress, I was like, okay, that's not going to happen because um, I'm just too scared now. (laughs) Uh, So that's when I thought of becoming a psychologist Mm -hmm. because I actually have an auntie who is a lawyer and I wanted to take up psychology as my pre-law. Okay, that's a track that's supposed to, your plan. Yeah, that was my plan. But then later on, I also realized that I don't fit 
you know, being a lawyer. I, I can't, I don't know. I just can't do what they do. <laughs> Are you considering being a clinical psychologist? Though? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> That's exciting. I actually want to be an abnormal psychologist. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Have you taken abnormal psychology as a subject? Not yet. I think I was supposed to take it. I might but, be your teacher. Okay, okay. <laughs> Abnormal psychology is is one of the major subjects. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the four subjects in the board exam. Mm-hmm. If you take that subject, you'll literally be best friends with the DSM-5. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Bible of psychologists when it comes to um, diagnosing. So yeah. all the criteria is there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you are? You're an abnormal psychologist? Correct. Okay. Uh, no, I, I teach that subject. Uh-huh. Okay. But uh, once you pass the board exam and you work in a in a hospital setting mm-hmm. or or uh, with the cases that are clinical in nature, then mm-hmm. your title is more of clinical psychologist. Oh, okay. 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 So psychology is something that aligns with your path, as we mentioned earlier, but Are you happy with your job? Do you think a career alignment with personality contributes to happiness? Yes, I agree. That's why this uh, test is usually administered for career purposes, for Mm -hmm. matching and alignment. Mm -hmm. It's also done to check your personality traits and then um, align it with your current job. Uh Mm -hmm. So this is beneficial because alignment of what you do and your traits is helpful for uh, satisfaction mm-hmm. and happiness. So uh, right now, I think I'm very much aligned, although I miss being an athletics director, mm-hmm. sports-oriented side of me. But, I, um, you know, uh, I could not ask for anything more with the opportunity with the hospital and mind you as a psychologist. That's great. I'm happy you're happy doing what you do. <laughs> Liza Curious, are you happy? Am I happy with my job as an actress? As an actress or whatever your advocacies are. Okay. Hmm. I love acting. I There's no doubt about and that. And you're very good at it. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get um, recognized for that often. <laughs> Except for my fans. But um, I love acting, but I don't like everything that comes with it. I don't like... I don't like being in the spotlight. I don't like people constantly talking about me. I don't like... I just don't like everything that comes with acting. I wish it were kind of like, you know how in America there are some actors that, you know, aren't as popular, but they're recognized as actors. And I guess that's what I want to be. I just want to be recognized as an actor and not a celebrity. Because mm-hmm. there's a difference. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, with being an entrepreneur, yes, I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied with where I'm at yet. I feel like there's a lot of personal development that I still need to go through. Um, and then as an advocate, I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> I like literally when, when I was launched as the save the children ambassador, mm. I was crying. Mm-hmm. I had to turn off my camera cause I felt like that was one of the biggest achievements in my life. Cause I've been a supporter of their organization for the longest time. And I don't know. I just felt fulfilled cause I've always wanted to help people. I always knew that I wanted to help people. Your advocacy, your, you have a, you have a desire to be inclined with children or mm-hmm. it's really your I passion i love children because i have a lot of younger siblings mm-hmm. um but i love the elderly too because mm-hmm. um my grandparents raised me mm-hmm. so i have a soft spot for older people and 
kids. Okay, mm-hmm. that's nice to know. <laughs> some some of our elderly are neglected. They are in the country, and that's another thing that we need to focus on. They are. Um, mm-hmm. Every birthday, I go to care homes and to orphanages, and um, the care homes. I mean, although they are taken care of properly, it's just so sad to see them dumped there or mm-hmm. like not even dumped. They get dumped on like the streets and then they're picked up by these care homes. That's true. And it's so sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, on a lighter note, what is the best advice you've ever received? It's a campfire question. Um, you know, in mind you, we have this uh, culture wherein uh, twice a month, We meet as an organization and uh, we talk about different things uh, aside from work, Mm -hmm. okay? And we just had one uh, earlier this morning and this was actually one of the (laughs) questions uh, very uh, interesting that uh, it popped uh, now. Uh, But the best advice I've received was actually from my football coach Mm -hmm. in, in college. And he said that start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So envision yourself um, where you want to be and start now. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not enough to keep on dreaming. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to, um, you know, have these thoughts of great things. You also need to start and Mm -hmm. whatever age you are uh, or situation in life, those little steps would lead you to that eventually when, you know, uh, when it's fate. Mm -hmm. So, that's the best advice since it's sports oriented. Yeah, uh, I want to win the championship, mm-hmm. or uh, in this case, I want to be a psychologist. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get it the easy way. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, reviewing for the board exams, I only had two and a half months, mm-hmm. um, and then my undergraduate was in psychology license, so I had to take a lot of <laughs> bridging subjects. So mm-hmm. I was competing with. The ones who who have the who are psych majors, uh-huh. okay. So my my background is more of sociology and sports. Okay. Okay. So in UP, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, here comes uh, Southville that opened the program. So I I belong to the first cohort, the first batch, and um, I was handpicked by the dean to take the board exams, mm-hmm. and that not everyone would have that opportunity because mm-hmm. he could assess. Uh, I mean. Who could have the guts and the preparations to take it? So I was picked. Um, were you surprised when you were picked? Yes. Or you saw it coming? <laughs> yes and no. Uh, yes, because I thought you know I you know when they talk about certain terms, mm-hmm. I have to backtrack because mm-hmm. I don't have that um, that four year mm-hmm. data bank. Yeah. Okay. So I would spend sleepless nights or I close the coffee shop uh, midnight and then I study every uh, weekend. Mm-hmm. So I had to push myself double time mm-hmm. because I'm I'm up against uh, psych majors. People that study for years. <laughs> and so innate for them. When you say catharsis, catharsis they know. Mm-hmm. If you say CBT, they know. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, uh, be that person to do the triple effort. Mm-hmm. So it's still the end of mine uh, and in mind I want to be a psychologist so I had to push myself backwards mm-hmm. uh, and have those solid steps to become one mm-hmm. was it all worth it very worth it I'm very happy right now that's great okay how do you think mind you will change the Philippines mm, I love this question and I'm very proud that I am uh, here mm-hmm. with with mind you um, you know they the board of directors are very motivating um, 
because they have this vision already of changing the landscape of mental health in the country. And with that vision, all of the employees also share that vision. So right now, with um, with a lot of initiatives that are out of the box, mm-hmm. for example, pushing telepsychology. Uh, Mind you, is very consistent on that. Mm-hmm. While other clinics would still have face to face, or they don't have the technology yet. So, mind you, is the front uh, liner when it comes to telepsychology. Mm-hmm. And we, since it's also a tech company, we have a lot of protocols in place when it comes to data privacy. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm very proud to say that Mind You is is topping the telepsychology field. Um, and we're also hiring registered psychologists. Mm-hmm. It gi- it gives a lot of prestige mm-hmm. as a registered psychologist to be part of a company. Um, so those are the two things. And uh, what I like about Mind You is that they're breaking the stigma. Yeah. And um, the the price point mm-hmm. okay so those are the two major barriers for accessibility for mental health care mm-hmm. so what mind you does is we talk to employers and explain to them hey mental health is equated with productivity mm-hmm. and if you invest on the mental health of your employees you would also benefit from it as a yeah. company get greater so, output correct mm-hmm. so they're uh subsidizing the said sessions mm-hmm. uh for their employees and that's good because mm-hmm. it builds a a relationship already. Uh, so we already took care of the price point because it's the employers. And second is the stigma. So there's a lot of psychoeducation happening. This podcast is one yeah. approach. Um, but we have a lot of campaigns and then we have intimate talks with the HR departments of our clients so that we could, you know, change the mindset. Of the Filipinos. That's great. Okay. Why did you join Mind You in the first place? But how did you discover Mind You first? Oh, one of the directors, Ben Arnold, uh, mm-hmm. got in touch. And you know what? It's I was employee, I think, number four. Mm-hmm. And after a year, we are like 60 employees right now, I think. Keeps on 72. So it keeps on changing every week. Mm-hmm. Um, see? So I, my last count was 60, but I was corrected. It's now 72. And I'm employee number four or mm-hmm. five around, around that uh, line. Mm-hmm. And I was searching... Oh, who is mind you? And mm-hmm. I could not uh, find anything about them. I thought it was a scam at first. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Mind who's mind you? Diputo scam, huh? scam. So am I joining this company with this vision? But I can't see any trace of of anything. Okay. So I got those interviews on and then uh, finally I got hired. But it was really, you know, I was I I was COVID nineteen positive during that interview, mm-hmm. and Ben Arnold, the one of the board of directors, it was the one who interviewed me. Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, I was saying, "Will I show up? I don't feel well. I have COVID." <laughs> um, and then Ben had uh, had a uh, also a struggle with his mental health at that time, mm-hmm. but for some reason. Um, everything fell into place and then we had that meeting and it lasted the interview lasted for more than an hour Mm -hmm. and was it was all alignment of passions and it was like fate um so i was it was one of the great decisions i made um pop i mean showing up to that interview and then the rest is history because when they tried to explain to me what they want to do these are all concepts with no 
actionable uh, outputs yet mm-hmm. okay because i'm employee number four um so so it's interesting because a year from now liza i could now see what we've talked about a year before that's and great. i know that i'm in the right place that's great and that's what made you stay for correct some, for as long as you have been here yeah. <laughs> okay what are the constraints oh i like this question what are the constraints of practicing psychology in a country where there is still a strong stigma around mental health mm-hmm. as a psychologist when you s- when a person is encouraged to see one, mm-hmm. they would already say, okay, psychologist, pang baliw. Yeah, right? that's true. Like, it's already equated with that. So mental health is equated with schizophrenia because I think pre-pandemic, those are the only statistics that mm-hmm. we could uh, monitor mm-hmm. from mental hospitals yeah. or hospitals or mm-hmm. institutions. That's why uh, when you say mental health, it became schizophrenia. And mm-hmm. we don't have much details when it comes to depression, anxiety, and then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And now we are more aware that, you know, mental health uh, is real and we need to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And now we have statistics for depression. Like, But I'm not very proud to say it. So pre-pandemic, we're around 3.3 million Filipinos who have depression. Mm-hmm. And um, come this year, it's 17.7 million. So you would see the leap from 3.3 to 17.7 million because of the COVID-19 um, impact. And these are all diagnosed cases? Correct. Oh my gosh. What about the undiagnosed Exactly. Cases? And this is just the start uh, because we will still feel the after effects even after the COVID-19 has left mm. or we've conquered it. Because right now, the setup, uh, there's a term called children of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. These are the students who are learning right now remotely. Yeah. And once we get back to normalcy, how will they interact? Uh, their the social point. skills, yeah. correct? Isolation, like uh, they, they could have social anxiety. Yeah. Actually, um, when I was cooped up at home for a majority of the pandemic last year, nung unang beses kung uh-huh. bumalik sa work, I had social anxiety. Talaga. I was freaking out the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was the COVID, like I was paranoid about getting COVID, but it was also like, oh my gosh, they think I look worse than I did before the pandemic. I might have gained some weight. Mm-hmm. I might look more stressed now because I was going through a lot. Mm. Or maybe I look old now because they haven't seen me in so long. Or maybe I don't know how to talk anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of those different questions would pop into my mind when I would be in the public eye mm-hmm. again. Those automatic thoughts would really shape uh, based on our exposure. Mm-hmm. So in this case, uh, with isolation, mm-hmm. it's it's valid for mm-hmm. you to think about those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what is one thing you're tired of telling or explaining to people? <laughs> uh, I hate it when people say, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's using terms that mm-hmm. are associated with uh, mental health disorders. So we when you say pabago-bago isip mo baka bipolar ka. Mm-hmm. Bipolar ka ata eh. Mm-hmm. Parang or like the depressed depression ka ba bakit parang tamad mo? Parang you're or not, like, diba? Or like OCD. Mm-hmm. OCD. Eh. Mm-hmm. No, no OCD. Correct. <laughs> so we need to I mean, it's a different thing to laymanize things and be mm-hmm. educated, but we have to use the right terms at the right situation mm-hmm. because there's there's a criteria for every mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. And we can't just loosely say that because it adds to the stigma. Yeah. Okay. How do you see mental health evolving in the Philippines in the coming years? 
It's promising. Uh, the mental health law, mental health act is in effect. Mm -hmm. uh, and from that um, RA 11036, a lot of ideas are emerging from that. For example, I think uh, there's a house bill right now that says uh, they're, they're trying to advocate um, the approval of a mental health uh, leave act which gives an additional five days to the existing mandatory leave uh -huh. for an employee. So that's good. Uh -huh. At least you would, that would validate that mental health is real and that we, could, we should address it. And we should take it seriously. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Since you're familiar with the different personality types, is there a different personality type that you would like to be? I'm very curious how to be an introvert. Um, So if I am not uh, ENFJ, it, it would be interesting to be an INFJ. I would still fit in the... I'm an INFJ. Oh, you are. <laughs> They said that's the perfect uh, profile for a psychologist, uh -huh. right? So I'm just the extroverted one. But mm -hmm. um, it would be curious to get to know yourself and be contented uh, with doing things without you know, people around you or uncontrollable yeah. situations. You know, it's kind of strange. I was searching, doing research on INFJs last night and um, under like the jobs that would fit the personal personality type, the best artist, actress, mm -hmm. psychologist was all there. So I was like, okay, okay right, that's, that's me. <laughs> I'm doing everything that I should be doing. You're, yes. Yay. <laughs> so it's accurate. Like the, the test is accurate. But isn't it ironic that we're introverts, but we fit the criteria of, of like, being good at acting and being in the public eye yes um because you have other skills also as an actress that mm -hmm. would stand out and make you a good one mm -hmm. however after you act you said you wanted not to be in the public eye yeah right you don't yeah. want to talk to a lot of people so mm -hmm. there goes your infj mm -hmm. your introvert side mm -hmm. and that's good because mm -hmm. you're, you're, you seem very flexible but you also know uh a certain You also know what you want. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is, yeah. Which is, I'm fascinated. <laughs> you being good in, in acting uh -huh. and at the same time be comfortable with being alone. Yeah. So I think that's rare. Yeah, it is. I, I always thought of it as like, well, I was telling Michael and them yesterday that um, whenever I'm acting or whenever I'm like performing on stage, I always think of myself as a different person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like I'm hope. Because I well, my, my real name is Hope. Correct. Um, You're and, called in school Hope. Yeah, Hope. Mm -hmm. um, but my screen name is Liza Soberano. So I feel like Liza mm -hmm. is a different person from Hope. Mm -hmm. I always thought of it that way. And there are a lot of uh, differences. Mm -hmm. Actually, you'll notice, like, the moment you say 5432 action, I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but then behind the scenes, like, if I'm not comfortable with you, I'm just there and I'm just quiet. And then, yeah, very I'm shy. very shy. You remember when we met virtually last year mm -hmm. in the personality disorders webinar? Mm -hmm. uh, it was time for you and Jody Santa Maria and Marico de la Cruz and Win Win Marquez. Mm -hmm. The four of you were the guests. Yes. And I had to interview and pop some questions uh, for you guys. Mm -hmm. But you already told me, uh, hi, could you... Uh, I'm a bit shy uh, when when to answer, so uh -huh. just try to uh, keep your questions mellow yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you you already framed me that um, you know it's a different. Mm -hmm. I could see you as a different person. Yeah, it, but it's very authentic and honest. Oh, thank mm -hmm. you, thank you. I I try to be authentic even when I feel like I'm not being authentic, because mm -hmm. like I said, like I feel like I'm a totally different person. I guess mm -hmm. I just have these two personas that I try to separate as much as possible. But how is it so far? 
I think it works better for me like that because um, when I first started out in my career, Mm -hmm. my name was Hope and they didn't change my name yet. And I would act totally the same as I would like behind the camera. Um, And then when they gave me that screen name, that's Mm -hmm. when I was like, okay, when I'm in front of the camera, Mm -hmm. I'm Liza. I have to do this because I need to do it. Mm -hmm. And even though like, for example, performing on ASAP, dancing, singing, putting on like this happy face 24 seven, even though it makes me feel uncomfortable, I can do it. I need to do it because mm-hmm. I need, I have mouths to feed and it's I, your job. I, yeah, it's my job. And like, I feel like I'm also kind of forcing myself to further develop my personality as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm aware that it helps me, but I also don't want to like be so consumed by it. Mm-hmm. by the limelight and by mm-hmm. being an actress i don't i'm aware that i don't want that life that i don't that that's I definite don't, yeah interesting yeah mm-hmm. so liza being an introvert you have this certain world uh, mm-hmm. that you may only be aware of mm-hmm. and, and that's good that's nothing to be scared of you're mm-hmm. not you don't have schizophrenia yeah but um what's interesting about it is uh, would you able to portray certain roles uh, mm-hmm. because of because you are an introvert, it helps in that sense, mm-hmm. being more attuned to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why you could uh, you could somehow envision yourself on certain different roles mm-hmm. given to you. I think so. But I also like struggle with like my own values and principles outside of acting. Like I know for sure that I cannot take on certain roles that don't line up with what my beliefs, right? Like <sighs> I, I don't want to... Mm. I also don't want to judge characters because I know that they all have history too, like, as to why they are that way. And that's how I think. Like, mm-hmm. if someone does does something bad to me, I always have a justification for them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, um, he probably is moody because he went through this when he was a kid. That's how I'm... That's always in my mind. So, like, even in acting, um, I try not to judge my characters. Like, let's say my character... Um, sleeps with another guy. I've never portrayed Mm. a character like that, but that's something that I personally don't, it doesn't sit well with me. But then I also try to understand where that character is coming from. Mm. Because there are always valid reasons based on this person's narrative, right? Yes. Mm. I mean, I'm not justifying sleeping with other people when you have a partner, but like I try to understand from their perspective. If that happens, when when your role and your values collide, how would you handle it? How do I handle it? Oh, it's it's a back and forth conflict in my brain as to whether I should do it or not. Mm. Um, because I'm also very conscious about being a role model to kids. Mm. And of course, I don't want to be showing them things that they shouldn't be doing that are morally wrong. Uh-huh. Um, but then also there's a side of me that just wants to be an artist and wants to experience different lives, different personalities, different experiences, mm-hmm. um, just so that I know what it feels like to be in their shoes. Thank you so much again, Rhea, for sharing all of this, all of your knowledge with us. And I'm really happy with what you're doing. And um, I can't wait to see what mind you can do for the rest of the Philippines. Um, if you would like, please share whatever you would like to share, maybe your social media, maybe some upcoming webinars, events that you may be doing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm on Facebook. Uh, just search Ray Celine Villa because mm-hmm. that's my second name uh, but uh, please follow as well at mind you 
MHS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because you would get weekly updates from us and you could also reach me from there. Thank you again so much, Rhea, for sharing all of your thoughts and your wisdom with us. And um, thank you again to Mind You for powering this podcast. Like she said earlier, you may follow them at Mind You MHS on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram. And if you would like to be updated on what I'm doing right now, please follow me at Liza Soberano on Twitter and Instagram and Liza Soberano with a space on YouTube. Again, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you all next week for more conversations with an open mind. Bye-bye. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia.